0: Hi everybody, this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh,
1: baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and rockinthatidlife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com.
0: Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly.
1: Get ready to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues! Radio! Let's have a Donny Brook! Eric Brewer was
2: so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we
1: suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's
2: right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape?
1: You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff. On Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys.
2: Hey, Blues fans, I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues Netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio.
1: Welcome to Season 10, Episode 29 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated, the G.I. Jane 2 watching Chris Rock slapping original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. A little timely there, huh, boys? You like that? You like that? I'm, with, I'm up with current events.
2: We're talking. Uh, yeah, you know, working the pop culture references.
1: That's so right. Uh, we're busting bustin over here on Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the home of getting yourself where you want to be physically, and by centerizedbrewery.com St. Louis's wonderfully crafted hockey-themed beer found at local grocery stores and liquor stores in the St. Louis area. Excuse me, we are broadcasting live on Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. This is franchise episode number 347 all-time. I am Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by the vivacious Bill Day and the titillating Kirk Price. And uh, we'll be dropping that blues talk and hope you pick up what we're laying down. Don't forget uh, to find us on every social media platform, including Grindr. Uh, we are dual <laughs> <No>. live streaming. <laughs> we are dual live streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So hello to our live audience, and thanks for joining us. Gentlemen, how you doing?
2: Yeah, I believe that's the first time that uh, the word vivacious has been used as a descriptor of yours truly. So uh, appreciate that. That's what I appreciate about you. Maybe the,
1: maybe the first time you've heard it.
2: I'm gonna go out on a limb and say mm, it's probably the first time ever. But I like it. I like it.
0: I've heard titling a lot. So
2: mm-hmm. oh <laughs> well, you're you're the different dictionary
1: definition of it. Open. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is
0: a picture of point. me mm-hmm. next to titillating.
1: Yep. You really pulled a Homer <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> reference there for you folks. Uh, so as you can see, uh, if you're watching the live show, Kurt and I are supporting some Cardinals stuff, which we typically don't do a lot on the show, even though we're clearly big Cardinals fans. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there, folks. I am one of the ones, and I'm going to stand up here. And show, oh, wrong way. Show that I support number five. I love having Albert Pujols back, so very happy to have him back in the lineup uh, for another season. How about you, Kirk? I, I
0: I mean, who doesn't like who doesn't like this? I mean, my father-in-law.
1: Really? What's the what's the argument against it? I mean, oh, he's not any good. They needed somebody better. But the way that he's, I look at it is, if you want to go your, by purely baseball, he left-handed pitching, he's pretty damn good still.
0: He he's your best right-handed bat off the bench against lefties, mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Now you tune him and
1: Corey Dickerson on uh, on the DH slot. That's not bad.
0: I mean, now you can be argued that you could bring in somebody better, but I mean. He's, he he makes your team better against lefties. He's going to spot start. He's going to, you know, uh, be a, uh, a bat late in the game against lefties. Uh, you know, lefty-righty matchup. It, it, it's fine. And, and who doesn't – what kind of killjoy is not going to want to see Pujols, Wainwright, and uh, Yachty go out together in the same season? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's
2: – Right. Jesus. Right. Pujols leaving St. Louis is why I stopped caring about baseball. So I'm going to care for one more year. Oh, how about that? But not, we'll on a a a le- yeah, not on a day-to-day basis. We're like, well, are we doing anything? How's does Pujols do it? I'll check in. Maybe as often as I check in on Facebook, which is not very. But I care. I will care this year.
1: Maybe I'm a Let's Go Blues radio trip. night at Bush Stadium? Huh? Huh?
2: we need a big time
0: sponsor for that
1: uh malarkey we'll find someone people like maybe
2: maybe jeff can pull off that thing last year where he got the uh all-inclusive tickets donated and then we give them away to
1: us give them away (laughs) yes
2: (laughs) that was a great giveaway
0: that was a great giveaway that was uh,
1: yeah yeah, cards yeah. pregame over at uh Cardinals Nation. Uh check that out mm-hmm. before every I think it's before every single game. They have a pregame party with uh, bo- uh booze and f- great food, arena food plus like normal food. So, great stuff. Yeah, check that out. Uh well b- boys, uh, any any news on your front because I have some that I want to share. Cuz it's, you know, I can do what I want. <laughs> are you your behind the net? Yeah, yeah, I do I what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Preco behind the net. Yeah. No, I uh yeah, so uh, no, I what, uh I, well you do you want to go first? Yeah, I was gonna go first, I guess. Uh, okay. Well you asked if I we did had, ask and then
0: I didn't know if you wanted to do to us and then Tell do you the what, grand finale no, no. You or guys how do you guys go first. Do I
1: did you're right. I, I'm a terrible host. Uh you <laughs> no. guys I asked you first. <laughs> Any news on your guys' front? How are things going?
0: Uh well my daughter started a softball uh practice tonight. And so that was, I'm I'm helping coach again this season. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Got some good players, and we had a good finish last year. So we'll uh, we're gonna get after it here. Be fun. Good luck. It's not big news. It's just that's what's going
1: on. That's great. No, mine's not big news either. I don't want to say that. It's just it's a personal thing. Bill, how about you? Uh, Nah, I'm
2: good. Uh, All my all my personal news is. Going to be on the depressing side. No, nah. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's good. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, mine is just about my hockey team, uh, HA team, the Force, St. Louis Force. Some of you boys are listening. We won our first playoff game last night. So we are on a title defense. Was there so a play? Uh, we have two more games to play. Did it? Uh, Other team, show. No, we actually won. <laughs> actually, funny story. So we have one guy on our team who, you know, everybody has that one guy that is just like ridiculous, right? Like everyone's like kind of good, but the good teams always have that one guy and we do, we have that guy. He, he scored like 22 goals in like 20 games this year. And you know, our second highest scorer scored like eight goals. So like, he's just above and beyond our goal scorer. So um, he scores two goals, puts us up two nothing. And goes into the net on one play and then kind of slides into the goalie. Goalie gets a little pissed, goes after him. Well, then my buddy, he just gets up and he just skates off. And then he goes to the locker room. And I thought, oh, mm. no, he's hurt. So one of my one of my teammates goes in and checks on him and goes, oh, no, I just got another game. I got to go. This is in the middle huh. of the second period of a playoff game. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's leaving. He scored our only two goals. Like, we don't have anybody else scoring goals out here. Well, you guys know where you stand <laughs> on the pecking order here. Yeah, well, it was because I guess his other team only had like eight guys showing. So he was like, ah, I need to get over there. And we ended up winning 3-1. We ended up scoring another goal without him. But it was just kind of like a, God damn it. Like, come on, man. We need you. But I get it. I get it. You know, you have a team that doesn't have guys that show up. You want to try and be there for that team, too.
2: Was the other team in a playoff game or was it? Pre-season?
1: Yes, yes, it was playoffs. okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, two playoff games in one night. so i I understood nice. that. If nice. it was regular season, I would have given him shit. but when I found out it was another playoff game, I thought, okay, well, I kind of get it. yeah if, if you if you got nobody showing up, yeah. yep. so we got one get more. To we got a, out of them and be happy. We got the, I guess you could call it the league final or the I guess the division final. Uh, next Monday, and then uh, I think we play the week after that for the championship if we win. So, here's hoping. title defense. Let's see it. Nice. Uh, so, boys, let's get into it. Our official beers of episode number three forty-seven. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, Kurt's at C Price twelve. I am at J ninety-four. Bill can be found at Billy Blue Note thirty-three. Um, again, with me being the host, I feel weird that I'm going to be leading it off, but it seems like First, Blues are doing well, you know, kind well, of. Last game. No, they're not. <laughs> well, last they won game. the last game. Uh, it's been a decent season. Let's keep okay. going. I'll
0: t- yeah, I'll tell you what. This is, where did, where did I, Almost like almost a fork in the roads with, with the order here. It, depending on how the play goes this week, you know, we're coming off a nice win, but depending on how the play goes this week, Maybe we change up next week, but let's yeah. stick with it one more time at least.
1: All right. If, uh, if this, if, if, let's say if they go over, if, if they win more than they lose, let's just say, right? In the next week. Or if uh,
0: they could play well and lose too. I, I'm not. That's true. I, I'm just, I'm just, we'll like, decide. You know, we'll decide yeah.
1: next week. If we'll we decide, uh, Bill, you'll go first next week. So we will see. Um, my beer this week is from our friends at Urban Chestnut. The Urban Underdog American Lager, uh, just a, a great smooth lager for those of you those of you who maybe aren't beer snobs, um, and are looking to maybe branch out from your Bud Lights and your Bud Selects. I recommend these Urban one. Underdog.
0: That's a transition. That's a gateway beer. It's a gateway beer. Yeah. It's a. It's, a,
1: it's like. It's uh, a gateway it's like, to
2: the good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's like pot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's pot beer. getting you into cocaine. <laughs>
0: right. that's that's the beer that leads to your stouts and your yep. and your porters and your yeah quadruple ipas <laughs> mm.
2: i almost i you know, you you got an urban chestnut and i almost picked you up some ocats. cats i saw some ocats cats tonight but yeah it was on close out yeah then to your october fest's so i almost got it for you but i didn't know the next time i was going to see you and it's already out of date because it was in the closeout bin so
1: uh, ah. oh well uh if you no, really
2: want to go to fresh time in fairview
1: i'll consider it fresh time <laughs> <laughs> or as my wife hates that i call it fresh Thyme.
0: fresh Thyme. every time we pass J-
1: one i say hey it's fresh Thyme." she's like stop it that's not funny anymore i was like was it ever really
0: it's like my mom uh, calling it uh, Play It Again Sam's when you drive by yeah. Play It Again Sport.
1: My dad always did that, too.
0: Play It Again <laughs> so, Sam's. I was like, so what so are you silly. doing? Stop it. What uh, is the best
2: parents and their ability to drive us nuts with Yeah, uh, incorrect pronunciation, <laughs> and calling people the th- by the wrong name? The, the thing
0: is that she doesn't do it on purpose. It's not like she's making fun right. of the name. She's literally thinking it's Play It Sam's.
2: Right. Right, my dad was very much the same way.
0: Okay, So Je- yeah. Jesse Hill in the uh, Facebook chat says, uh, "Where are the IPAs?" LOL. Mm. Uh, no,
1: I, sorry, Jesse. I, well,
0: I won't be. I won't be drinking them. But it, not, yeah. Jesse Hill is an IPA fan, right? We he yes. said that before.
2: Okay, yeah, we've covered that.
0: Where's your Where's your IPA, Jesse? You got one for tonight? Yeah. What
1: you drink in the night, Jesse? Let's hear it. By the way, I just got a text from Crappy Goalie. He says, "Hell yes, more Tuesday shows, please." He he plays Wednesday nights up at yes. Queenie, so he's yeah, always like, "You guys need to come up to uh, do Tuesdays because that way too, I can pl- I can sub for him on Wednesdays." And I'm like, "You don't want that anyway. I'm not that good."
0: If there's a in the YouTube chat. Ken Morris says, "Evening to the three Blues Amigos." I like that. We actually had a little uh, jingle there uh, three, four, five seasons ago with the little. Free amigos, little, uh, their, whatever their jingle, their tune, mm-hmm. uh, they sang. Um, and he says, "I'm nervous. Brubay's job. Maybe. I'll, okay, we'll get that in a little bit." <laughs>
2: yeah, let's uh, go to Bill's beer. Yeah, Bill's beer. My beer. Maybe. My beer. My beer um, is an oldie but a goodie. Um, just wanted to you know make sure I had I was nice and stocked up on staple beers and grabbed one of those tonight. Tonight is Dirty Bastard Scotch Ale by Founders. Probably second or third most consumed beer by me on this show. Uh, Love it. I used to say it was my Desert Island beer. If I could only drink one beer (laughs) on a Desert Island, it would be this. Is that right? I think if I was stranded
0: on, if mine was a Desert Island beer, that's a good. We question. should have the Mount Rushmore of of Desert Island beers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. that's what we should do. But yeah. I, I think I I think I'd almost go something. Um, well, would you want to go like a Guinness because that's like a meal, right? In you know, a Desert Island. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's,
1: I, was that's say, I was gonna You're say. I was gonna say doppelbox. Theory. Yeah. Give me a give me a, give me a doppelbox. That or a do you want to something drink somehow.
0: something like fruity and tropical and light, because it could be hot as shit.
1: Right.
2: Know? right hmm. and that that's that's the thing i i really would not want to drink this on a desert island but if i were <laughs> going to die there anyway this is how i would want to go out
0: i think we need to we need that's to do something at some point either on the show or on social media or whatever. yeah we'll do a Mount uh, Rushmore of of desert island beers or something mount rushmore beer beery yeah yeah
2: that's sounds like we, sounds like a good summer show co- <laughs> right we're cooking up plans for the summer mm-hmm. right where's our head
0: I want to do some more of the, or uh, uh, we watch the watch party, not the watch party, the uh, plain old game, which is the yeah. Mystery Science, Mystery Hockey Theater 3000. Yep, yep. Yeah. Good That's
1: stuff. Definitely those, those, those were those were fun. Them. We got to do the Roar Bacon game. We got to do more recently. Yeah. yeah. we can do that one this yeah. summer. For sure. Yep. Uh, Kurt, your beer. beer. Your uh, my beer room. is
0: a is a newy and a not-so-goody, um, but it's uh, this left-hand s'mores milk stout. Mm-hmm. interesting which which you know uh sounds, sounds great. great sounds great i don't think it, they pull it off though it just doesn't taste anything like you know i don't like hints of any kind of a chocolatey marshmallow or anything and uh it actually tastes like smoke
2: <laughs> it's, it's all graham cracker
0: it, it tastes like cracker. the s'more it tastes like the, the marshmallow fell on the fire and they pulled it out and there's ash all over it and then they're eating it that's what it tastes like mm. but i mean it's okay. so good i I yeah, but it's it's okay. It, it, it's my first beer of the evening, probably my only beer of the evening. So it probably tastes worse if it if I followed it up by a beer I actually like. So true. You know. uh, Keith Price in the YouTube chat says, "Is the Belleville Bowling and Sporting Goods Blues jersey in the background there, Kurt? Well, on my on my Ninja Turtle life size behind me. Yeah, that's that's a jer- Blues jersey from Belleville For those of you in the on the East Side familiar with the Belleville area." Belleville uh sporting goods. Belleville bowling mm. and sporting goods uh was on West Main I think. Yeah, West Main. And uh a small little sports shop uh Keith and I my brother and I each got our uh, first blues jerseys there and they're kind of like the air knit uh what do you call it the very holy kind. Not mm. authentic jerseys by any means but they were more like replicas air mesh. But they were off like what's the, yeah. maybe it's a Cooper that, I don't know.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, probably a CCM. That era, I would. CCM, yeah, I was maybe. gonna say I would uh-huh. guess CCM. Maybe Cole. Yeah, but, the, yeah, but the, the,
0: the yellow lines, the yellow, the yellow lines, the note here, they're like, they're like a, a glued-on thread or something.
1: Hmm. No, it's not it's stitched in.
0: It's stitched. It's not. So, yeah, it's weird. so maybe, it's a...
1: maybe it's like maybe it's Fisher Price.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the jersey I used to like play a lot of street hockey in.
1: Oh yeah, in I got a couple hockey, so. of those still. Yep. Yeah. yeah the yeah. the clown jerseys. That's what I played uh, my street hockey in.
2: Mm. I I think the first time I played Smithton Park with you guys, you were wearing that. So.
0: Yeah, I I got a white one, and Keith got a blue one.
2: And, and, well, we always did that. Ever. We did
0: that. We like when but. when we first bought our He-Man and the Masters of the Universe figures, like for some reason we decided that he went good guys and I went bad guys. And so my first one was Skeletor and his first one was He-Man. And then we just branched out. I bought all bad guys and he got all good guys. And it was like, that was, that was our thing. Mm. And he got Castle Grayskull for Christmas one year. And I was jealous.
1: Man, Mm. sounds like it must be nice to have a brother you love. Cause I don't have that. I'm kidding. (laughs) kidding. My brother's the best. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. (laughs) But my mom's listening right now. She's like, oh, how dare you? Uh, Jesse
0: Hill says Goose Island. I'm not sure what that means. I guess he's drinking a Goose, Goose Island, Island something
1: IPA.
2: IPA.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm, Do they have just that. one? Just the one? Um, Goose Island. I think they got a couple. They, because they have their flagship, but they have they have several. Yeah. Because
0: if I was saying if brewers are doing it right nowadays, uh, they'll have 14 IPAs because mm-hmm. that's what that's what the uh, you see half the taps at bars you know in the summer are like. IPA, IPA, IPA.
1: Good Lord. Um, so let's uh, go ahead and jump into our Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History account. If you uh, do not follow that, what the hell are you doing with your life? Get on it. Uh, Twitter. You, and, of course, oh, today on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Yep. Uh, and, of course, uh, March 29th, 2022 is today. First of all, a happy 20th birthday to Jake Neighbors Blues Prospect. Um, I had no idea we were born in the same year. That's crazy. Um, I would assu- This is coming from STL Blues history. I would assume he will have a full-time role next year with the St. Louis Blues, and in that tweet, he included a video of his first NHL goal, and a post-game interview uh, was included as well. So happy birthday to Jake Neighbors. Uh, March 29th, 1967, 55 years ago today, the St. Louis Braves of the Central Hockey League played their final game in St. Louis in a 3-2 loss versus the Oklahoma City Blazers. Uh, Two future St. Louis Blues scored for Oklahoma City. That was Terry Crisp and Ted Irvine. And uh, in his tweet, he included a summary of the game itself. So kind of cool to see.
0: Did they? So the St. Louis Braves is it was so they that they folded and the Blues came on board. Was that was on by design? I like, would oh, imagine the blues so. Are coming. The Blues are coming. So it's going to fold, kind of like uh, uh, the uh, STLAC. Oh yeah, St. yeah, that too. They yeah, yeah. folded and because you know, because St. Louis City is coming. Okay.
1: Yep. Yep. I would think so. That makes sense, right?
0: It seems weird that they would, you know had their final game right before the Blues, you know, uh, launched their knuckle season. If it wasn't, you know,
1: if that's an accident. I'm pretty sure that was by design. That'd be my guess. Uh, So moving on, March 29th, 1971. Hey, guys, uh, you want some Blues autographs? Uh, Gary Savarin, Bill Sutherland, Jim Lawrence, George uh, Morrison, Al Arbor, Fran Huck, uh, Craig Cameron, Ab McDonald, uh, Frank St. Marseille, and Bill McCreary appear at Plymouth Dealers with the official car of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, and yeah. again, nice picture with this. It was the uh, the ad that was shown uh, for this back in 1971. So basically, come check out the official car of the St. Louis Blues and get some autographs with some Blues players.
0: What is the name of the car? Is it Cougar? Was that it it?
1: Uh, I'm trying to read it. I can't
0: read it. There's a coupe.
1: Two-door coupe. Two-door coupe.
0: Two-door coupe. coupe. 71 Plymouth two-door coupe. What was it called? Didn't have a name? They didn't just call it Plymouth Coupe, right? I probably not It had had a name. I'm sure it did.
1: I don't see it anywhere.
0: Okay. Because, yeah, they, they gave players these cars. Yeah. Some of them. Was a, I, remember the, I, I don't remember the promotion. I, obviously, I, I uh, uh, but I've heard a lot about it. And yeah, you know what? Getting uh, autographs back then probably a whole lot easier. I know when just getting Cardinal autographs back in the day was so simple. I mean, you had to wait in line, but it wasn't a huge deal. Nowadays, you can't do that. You can't have a Blues player, you know, go to a Plymouth dealer and and expect to stand in line for 20 minutes and get an autograph. You'll be there hours.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, even when I was a kid, um, we used to go to the Blue Note Sports Shop out in uh, off Zumbel Road in St. Charles, and we would have, every now and then players would be there for autographs, and we'd wait maybe an hour, and that was a long time. But yeah, I think nowadays you're probably waiting longer. I mean, the, the the fan base has just grown even more, and more and more people want to do that kind of thing.
0: Can you even have a player at a car dealership nowadays? I mean, this is, this is not it's not feasible. It's like, it's, I don't even know if they have those kinds of things. Uh, oh, I know back COVID. in the day, <clears throat> well, I mean, just, I'm just thinking like crowds. That's what I can handle the crowds. I think uh, back in the day, uh, Joe McGrain and Tom Pagnozzi for the Cardinals, they were uh, signing autographs on the same day. One was in Belleville. One was in Fairview Heights. And we mm-hmm. went to go see McGrain and we stood in line for a long time to get his autograph. Cause that was like his, 19 win season. I think he won 19 games that year. Um, And a lot of women were in line. He was a looker. And uh, so waited a long time for his autograph, got it. Then went over to see Pagnazi at this car dealership. No one. We walked right in, walked right to the table. There was no one there. And uh, it was great. And and Pagnazi ended up being, you know, as far as career goes, a better player. Pagnazi was a better player than McGrain was. McGrain McGrain had one good year. Right. Yep. So uh, Kent, was, Bottenfield. Uh, that, Kent Bottenfield. Kent <laughs> Bottenfield. Hey, we got, we got Jim Evans for him.
1: That's so. true. That is true. Cardinals Hall of long, Famer. Jim long Evans.
0: live Kent Bottenfield.
1: That's right. Uh, March 29, 2003, St. Louis Blues versus Detroit Red Wings. There was 243 minutes and penalties. Brett Hall scores the last hat trick of his career for the Wings. Chris Pronger scored a goal in his first game of the season after wrist surgery. Uh, and again, in that tweet, uh, there's video of the fights only. So 243 minutes and penalties in one game. You don't yep. see that anymore.
0: I watched this. I remember this game. This game was a memorable game.
2: Yep. Me yeah, too. And that was Pronger coming back after Havanov broke his wrist with that clearing attempt, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he had surgery to repair. What was his knee? And then yeah. he came back, and it was his first game back, and Havanov hit him in the wrist with a damn clearing attempt, broke his <laughs> yep. wrist, yep yep, oh, I was at that um, game. I remember him being pissed,
0: my, yo, you know what? I was too at the broken wrist game, yeah, I was too. I was there too, because I didn't know what happened.
1: I, I remember just he... seeing Pronger wince in pain and just going, "God damn it, he's gonna be out again."
0: Yeah, and I didn't really know how bad it was, and I didn't, I wasn't sure what happened. And later on, after I got, you know, after the game was over, I found out, oh my god, here um, it was. It uh, was the Barracuda, the car. That oh, okay, yeah, official okay. Barracuda. I knew it had a name. Thank you, Mark McNew, in the Facebook chat. Barracuda. Barracuda.
1: Uh, March 29, 2007, 15 years ago today, Tom Stillman became a minority owner of the St. Louis Blues. Video of the press conference uh, was shown on this tweet uh, with Dave Chekets being the announcer, which it's kind of funny when you think about it now because those two apparently hated each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think that... Okay, so Bill Laurie spent to the cap. Chekets spent to the cap. Stillman spends the cap. Do you think it makes a difference that Stillman is the owner? I mean, Armstrong runs the team. Do you think, I mean, as far as like, you know, player acquisitions and player personal, and player, uh, personal decisions, do you think it makes a, do you think,
2: uh,
0: you think Stillman being the owner made a difference in winning the cup?
2: Yes. I, I do. I do because I think he's been more hands off. The other guys yes. were like, get me these, get these kinds of guys. They wanted, they wanted certain players to be um, maybe not so much Laurie, but I think check it's right. Once, once we started spending yeah. money again, he yeah. wanted, he wanted certain types of players, but I think Armstrong um, coming along under um, you know, under and, and being free to do what he does so well um, under Stillman has, was it, the biggest reason.
0: Isn't it funny? Uh the the best owner in blues history is the one that just shuts the hell up and gets out yeah, of the way.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you look at the Cowboys under Jerry Jones, don't do shit because he is way too involved. He's literally yeah. the GM of the team. I mean, it's, so. I guess it's
0: different if you're if that's your wheelhouse, if you're good at it. You know, if you're not, then don't.
1: Yeah. So. No, and and Bill, I mean I couldn't say it better than, than Bill just said. Um, I think Armstrong is the type of guy that doesn't need somebody to hold his hand. Um, He's just, Hey, let me do my shit. You hired me to do this. Just let me do it. You know, if you want me to write shit by you, I will, but I just let me do my job. If
2: I have something that I think is going to be risky and you might not like, I'll come to you with it, Mm. but yeah. Yeah. Otherwise hands off.
0: Ken Morris in the YouTube chat also chimed in with the Plymouth Barracuda, so
1: give him credit as, well. credit as well. I don't want to. Uh, too late. I'm, I just not, did. I'm not doing it. I'll,
2: nope. I'll blame I'll blame myself on that because you know, Kurt's covering Facebook and I'm covering YouTube and I'm not doing any justice over here. I have I have both
0: up just to just to make sure. So.
1: Uh, March 29, 2019, Vladimir Tarasenko, who we're going to talk about a little bit later, uh, he became the fourth St. Louis Blues player with five straight 30-goal seasons, tied Keith Kachuk for fifth most in Blues history at 208, uh, first Blues player with 20 road goals since 2007, 2008, and ninth overall. That's a little hard to read. I hope that made sense. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet speak. Yes, tweet, tweet speak. speak. <laughs> uh, well, guys, we got a lot to talk about as the Blues are in the stretch run as we speak. Uh, but first, let's hear uh, from our friends over at rockinnetidlife.com, and then we'll get to some of your comments and everything else to go in this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. You don't live your life like the guy you see at the gym powerlifting seven days a week. You also don't live it like the cycling class instructor or the vegan who gets her steps every day. So why go to the vitamin store and try the same stuff they're using and hope it meets your needs? Newsflash, it doesn't. RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you better understand how you respond to food and exercise. Their supplements are developed to make sure you're using quality products you can trust to achieve the results that are meaningful, to you? Is your goal to improve overall energy, achieve deeper sleep, lose or gain weight? The answer to all of those options? Rockin' That ID Life can help. Our friend Dustin at rockinthatidlife.com is here to help you do life better and achieve your goals, not someone else's. Get started today by visiting rockinthatidlife.com or emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him, Let's go. Blues Radio sent you to receive 10% off your order. That's Rockin' That ID com and start your betterment journey today. So uh Ken Morris in the chat, uh or Kurt, you had alluded to this one earlier. I'm nervous for Ruby's job may be on the line if the blues spiral downward. The chief is probably my most favorite blues coach. I mean, come on, he, he has to be for everyone, right? I mean, the dude's the only cup winning coach in blues history. So he's gotta be at least up there for most people. So I'm with you. Uh, I don't think there's yeah. any fear of him losing his job this year. Right, boys? I mean, mm-hmm. even if they – I mean, maybe if they lose out completely and don't win another game the rest of the season, but I think that's the only right. way that happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, if if they were to give up that 97.3% or whatever it was, um, I didn't see today's – uh, money puck odds, but if they completely miss the playoffs, yeah, I could see it happening. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like, you know, he's been, he's been a little hands off and, and not been the guy to tear down the players, um, you know, he, as shitty as they've played in recent weeks. Um, but, you know, Maybe that's his wisdom and maybe that's why we want him back there. Um, wait, wait until it's really gotten there, right? We we forget that there's still another month left of the season. We're used to this being, it, hey, two weeks left. And now right. we still have a whole nother month of the season to go. Yep. Don't waste the energy. Ninety-eight
0: point six percent is Money Puck's odds that the Blues make the playoffs. So and, and they they factor in, you know, uh, who's playing who, opportunities to get points. Um, you know, sometime, some of these teams that are chasing us are going to play each other and cancel each other out as far as points go in those matchups, uh, most likely, uh, and games in hand, all that good stuff. So 98.6%. I think uh, recently uh, with the Blues struggles, uh, losing a handful of games going home and things like that and not playing particularly well um, over the past half dozen or so games or 10 games, uh this, you know, there's been some talk about the blues not, you know, making the playoffs. And I think we need to kind of step back a little bit and realize that they're if they don't make the playoffs, this would be a monumental collapse. Even though the teams chasing us are like four or six points behind us, they're not like crazy uh way behind us, but it's the whole the formula. The, the, who's playing who opportunity to get points against who, uh, these teams and whatnot. So I 98.6%. It's that's as, as close to a, I mean, a lock as you can get right? So I mean, without being alone.
1: I'm reminded of, you You know, you say how kind of hard it is for them to full out and miss the playoffs at this point in the season, 2017, 2018, that was a monumental collapse as, as exciting as 18, 19 was and how we say, we'll never see that again. I think that's kind of the case with seventeen, eighteen, too. The collapse they had because weren't they? They were first late December in the Central Division, and then they ended up losing and missing the playoffs. Um, and and again, that was a that was that was like January On the, last day of the season. The yeah, that wasn't out. well. Yeah, and it was the last. It was like the last two or three games of the season where, and yeah, it was literally if they would have beat the Avalanche in that last game, they would have made it. If they had
0: beat, if they had won the second last game, they been, yeah. I believe, right, and they yeah. lost that game, and then they had to win against Colorado, and they didn't. Yep. So that was that the infamous of
1: offside that, that uh, everybody says Colorado should have not scored yeah. that goal. But I'll yes. go back and say yes, they should not have scored that goal. But that's way in the past. <laughs> we won't. That was over
0: Staz- that. was traded that yeah. uh, before the at the deadline um, and, right. and the blues were falling like a rock at the oh, deadline. Yeah. I mean, they were real bad. They were on the bubble right then. So it was like, that's, you know, it's, it's different situations from then. Yep.
1: And, and again, yeah, it was, it was January on now we're talking start of April on, yeah. you know, we've got a month left in the season. Uh, if they miss the playoffs, they would literally have to lose out. And other teams would have to win out. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Almost, Almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So speaking,
2: they can do damage to their placement, but they're not. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, They
0: can they can finish as a wild card, uh, second wild card, and play Colorado. (sighs) Who wants that again? Although part of me does. I mean, I I get Mm -hmm. wanting to avoid Colorado in the first round. I I, that's that's the goal, right? Avoid Colorado. You know, Calgary. Give me them in the second round. Yeah, I want to play Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's on fire right now. Maybe they're maybe that's. that's I still team. want Boy. to play Minnesota, but I do too. But uh, but yeah, you. I mean, it, I, I think we're third uh, or second uh, if we can catch Minnesota. Yeah. I don't know if we do. Will we play them again yet? We don't do it. Playing, yeah, we're I play we play them again.
1: Yeah, you guys are going to that game. Yeah, we're going. That's to that That's right. Game. That's right. Together. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bill, I haven't paid you yet for that. I did. You're
2: damn straight you have it. I will. Money, right? I
1: will. You got no, it right? no you money. got the money bill right? I paid you. I'm broke. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's in the, it's in my my account.
1: Hey, but, bill. Can I uh, uh can I borrow a couple hundred dollars? Uh no.
2: hey, <laughs> you,
0: you, you know what? Uh Jeff's got until uh what? What time is it? Uh okay, we'll give you until Friday uh ponder and then uh uh I'll just I'll just pay bill for the two tickets and um will be that
1: who would you? Who else would you want to take other than I, me and my wife? I, I, Come on, don't know.
2: he's Nobody. gonna take his kids and get him shit faced on the.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
2: on the yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. Uh, so two bad losses uh, this uh, past week. Before we talk about the Vancouver game last night, to Philadelphia and Carolina Thursday oh, and Saturday. Philadelphia's game was a five-two loss. And I'll uh, just a little side note. Uh, That was the game I took my son to his first regular season game. We sat, uh, I think it was 11 rows uh, behind the glass. It was um, on the side where the blue shot twice. Um, And let's just say the first and third periods were awful. We didn't see a lot of action. Uh, We watched the the goal that got trick, just barely trickled over the line on Bennington. We could see that clear as day. Um, in the second period, but, uh, just a, a, bad game, not a good game for the blues. This was the one that you heard the, the post game press conference about, uh, the blues are arrogant against bad teams. That's why their record is so bad against non-playoff teams. But at that point for fans, it's, it's lip service, right? You know, you're just hearing mm-hmm. this and you're just like, well, then fucking fix it, you know, like <laughs> what else Great. stop talking about it and fucking fix it.
2: Right, and so you get that quote for for the Philadelphia game. And the next game is, you know, this team this team's fragile. There's no confidence. What the yeah. fuck is it? Yeah, it, right. you know, I it's it,
0: people don't it's, know.
2: Yeah. It, they, to me, they, you, to me what it comes down to is that they're easy to play against.
0: I well, they're not uh, a big heavy team anymore, and I mean, that's they're not the team they used to be. I think they still, I think a lot of fans probably think they still are that bis big, heavy, hard to play against team. And they just don't play that style anymore. They're not, no. they don't, they don't, they don't, uh, they're not on you uh, like wide on rice. They're not heavy. They're not uh, pushing you around. They're not in your face. Uh, they're a puck movement team. Yeah. Uh, and and right. they're playing when they're winning games and playing at their best. They are uh, playing with pinpoint accuracy a uh, nice transition up the ice. They're communicating, and they're on sync. They're, the lines are in sync with each other, and the players are in sync, and they know where they are, and the passing is a joy to watch. It's fantastic hockey to watch when they're on, but mm-hmm. it's frustrating when they're off because they look like they know what they're doing because bad passes, mishandles, you know, miscommunication. Uh, I think the style of they, the hockey they play when they're off their game it's just a style of hockey that makes them look god-awful when they're off their mm. game because if you're out of sync and and, and you're missing passes mm. and you're uh, flubbing uh, plays and pucks uh, and you can't play heavy, well, then you're going to get run over. Well, and, and
1: playing that way too, you've got, you know, it's puck control is what it is. The Blues play a puck control game. So when you're not playing well, you're not controlling the puck and the other team is going to have the puck more and exploit those defensive mistakes that we're seeing. Yep.
2: Right. And and teams have figured out a couple of things about the Blues, I think. And that is if you get a good four check and can press the Blues into trying to force an outlet pass along the boards, you can cause a turnover in the defensive zone or they're not going to get any speed coming out of the zone and you'll get a turnover at center. And then I also think that teams have figured out that if you have, you know, when the Blues have a a, a quick strike with Kairou on the ice and it fizzles, all you have to do is get up the ice with one extra guy because Kairu's not gonna be there to, to do the back check and break up the play. And teams have taken total advantage of that over the last three weeks.
1: Uh, So Carolina beat the blues seven to two on Saturday. And these were both home games uh, of FYI Uh, Two empty net goals for Carolina in that game. But uh, they, they scored two empty net goals and then they scored a real goal after that. So uh, it, it was an ass kicking, maybe not as much as you might think looking at that score, but uh, I will say I was a little annoyed with Peng and Kelly in the last broadcast, the Vancouver game. They opened it up talking about how great the blues were in the third period. And I'm like, they still that, got outscored in that period. Uh yeah, they came out strong and, and Buchanovich added his 20th, which was nice, but it wasn't enough. Don't tell me they played well in the third when they got scored three to one. Well, they did yeah,
0: two empty that, That's that's the that's I mean still though. I, it's, I, I don't, it's not I don't, a good yeah, look. I don't care I don't count goals. goals for you know poor uh, That's let's we got to be right. realistic about it though. They they did play well, but Carolina's also not pressuring either. Yeah. So they're right. they're not gonna they're not on they're not trying to play like they were in the first two periods. I hate that. Oh, the Blues would really turn yeah. up in third period. They were down by four. They were down by three or four goals. Well, yeah, because the other teams kind of playing a safer game. You know, they're letting yeah. them come at them. So th- there's yeah. that too.
2: Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, you get the two empty net goals, but then you get just a disastrous that last goal. I mean, Pareko just go after the guy, take him out, and he just gives him that low slot. And so should have made the save, but Jesus, that was awful. It was a team that at that point clearly had given up on that game, which you gave up two empty net goals. You took your shot; it didn't pay off. But have some. That
0: pride was the that was the shot where the the Jar, uh, Jarvis had to he went try to go wide, and. uh uh, Preco didn't attack him and the bad shot goes goal. in,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, whichever goal that was, the that was which goal was that? The second, that second, second, goal? second. I, th- I yeah, thought that was, was
2: the last goal, yeah. Nah. Okay, well, I, I would talk pay about that, that goal much a little bit because they were awful.
0: <laughs> well, that that goal, the the goal where Preco see, I think, I think now I think Preco played this sh- very shitty like, and I think Huso, uh, this is a terrible goal to give up. But
1: Worst with that said, I think this this think, is a situation. Yeah. Not to interrupt, Kirk, But this is a situation where you can have two two people in the wrong. There, this wasn't just a well. It was the defense's fault, or it was the goalie's fault. This no. is a situation where it was the defense and the goalie's fault.
0: Well, not to interrupt and just then steal exactly what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> That's exactly that, what no. you were saying. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. Well,
0: kind of. There, I, I was I, reading the, your there, notebook they were both they're both at fault but social media was all over Pareko, like bad and yeah he played it soft real soft but i'm sorry that goal is not on Pareko, even though he could have prevented the the shot from being taken that's on huso that, i mean that he shot the angle praco i mean, he he was at a bad angle i don't think Pareko thinks there's any way in the world that a shot from there is going in now I'll say it again. He should have taken the body. He, I mean, extend he your stick. Get stick. stick on puck. Get stick yeah. on puck. Something. Get in the way.
2: Especially, especially when you're six six and the guy you're going up against is five yeah. ten at best, yeah. right? Yeah. And and that was that was I think the most common thing I saw on social media was guy plays like he's five nine, and I'm tired. That, I, it just it was a soft play.
0: A Soft play, but I don't. I, the 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 eighty percent of that goal is, is Huso for me. I that's a that's that's a shot from that angle from where he shot it. That doesn't that shouldn't go in no way. That should ever go in. I I mean I, def- I mean again, pareco played it soft, real soft, and he looked bad on the play. But Huso was worse on this play. If we're gonna like start blaming people, I, and Preko was taken to the woodshed on social media, and I don't think Huso got near enough blame for this goal because this was mostly his fault.
1: I Uh, I'm going to go
2: 50 50. I, I I don't, I don't care if you go 50 50 or 85 35 on that play. I think Huso's the only guy on this team over the last three weeks that has any credibility built up to buy him a little grace for, you know, giving up one shit goal. and, And I'm not,
0: I'm not on him about it. I'm just, I'm just in a vacuum. This particular play, if I'm trying to assign blame on this particular play, you know, it doesn't affect my feelings about Huso overall that much. But I think if we're going to critique this goal and criticize somebody on this goal, I'm picking out Huso more than Pareko. I'm sorry.
1: That's just me. Um, I just want to Apparently. point out that uh, Bill Day just said 85-35. Uh, he, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. blame.
2: It's, 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 it's because you have to give 120%. <laughs> We're happy,
1: yeah. Exactly. See that, that's 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 where he was going, folks. Come on, impossible. This, you cannot this, give 120. This is, you can't do it. Right. This
2: is why I don't
1: work in sales. Right?
2: I, <laughs> I, work at, I work on the side that pisses the salespeople off.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh so the Blues ended up uh, coming back with a big victory against the Vancouver Canucks, four to one. Ended a three-game home skid, two-game consecutive losing streak. Uh, Huso got the start in this one, which, which he has started five of six. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, that, that always seems to be the top of conversation, right? Who should get the start after a loss? Uh, so Bennington played against Philadelphia. Who's so played against Carolina. Um, and both really didn't shine in any stretch of the imagination. They both kind of had rougher games as well as the defense. Um, mm-hmm. but who would you have given the start to here? You think who'so was the right call? I do. I do. I do. And I, mean, I think, I think
2: it's telling that Huso's going to be our guy when we get to the playoffs. Right. It's it, it, He is, he's a guy that Ruby's got faith in, um, you know, Bennington had a, a pretty terrible game uh, against Philly um, team that he's dominated before. And he just, you know, he, it didn't look like he had a lot of spark to his game. Huso, you know, it yeah, it was a, a, flash-in-the-pan shit game for him against Carolina. I totally expected them to come back with with him in in the Canucks game last night.
0: The reason why I uh, thought Huso was the right call, and this was before the game, was uh, Huso played amazing against Vancouver in Vancouver uh, for the the first time they played in the season. Uh, Stopped uh, 37 of 38 or 38 of 39. Uh, for a 974 save percentage uh, and got the win just allowed one goal and uh and it, i mean it, you, I, how do you not let him go against the Canucks again and he turned in another spectacular performance uh, with a 9 and 2 save percentage one goal against and got the win and i think you go right back with Husso tomorrow um after oh, those, oh, yeah. uh, those two games against those uh, two games against Vancouver the first two games how can you not play him again versus Vancouver he owns Vancouver the first two times I played that's I'd go back with him again.
1: I, I mean, how, how, Kurt, you are totally overlooking how well, how much Bennington destroyed Vancouver in the 2020 playoffs. <laughs> Wait, right. We shouldn't talk about that.
0: There's probably a revenge yeah. factor. I think you can probably uh,
2: use that. Angle. No, uh, Bo
1: would like a word. <laughs> yeah, no, kidding. Good Lord. That guy. Was yeah. Out. That was, a, that was, that was probably the worst goaltending I've seen from Bennington. Honestly, it was, it was bad. And, and even worse than we've seen anything lately.
0: It was bad goaltending. It was bad play from the team. They it was just they looked, they looked tired.
1: It was bad. It was a bad. It was bad. Yeah. Yep. Uh but anyway, so uh going into this game, uh I thought the blues uh, came out with some fire. You kinda hoped they would. I think you saw it a little bit in Carolina that well against Carolina on Saturday. Uh came out pretty well. Uh Vancouver got some shots early, but I thought Blues looked good, and it was okay. This is at least going to be a good competitive hockey game because uh, Vancouver's battling for a playoff spot, so you know they're going to bring it too. Um, I don't think they make it. But, uh, yeah, I thought Blues came out looking pretty good, and they get the first goal. Marco Scandella uh, got the Blues. I know everyone totally had this on their prediction. Marco Scandella (laughs) scoring the Blues' first goal. Uh, That should have
2: been worth $10,000 if you predicted that. Well, his knee... I guess. Yeah, it happened off a weird. Of.
1: Yeah. It was a weird off-angle shot from Tarasenko, bobbled in front, hit off a lock stick knob, and then <sighs> uh, Scandela's body <laughs> and in the net.
0: I thought I, I that that's hockey in a nutshell, isn't it? The the whole slow mo angle above the net. You can see the shot off of off something right up over the goal. Halak's stick comes up off the butt end, brings the puck back across the crossbar, and then comes down and and off Skendel and in. It's like if 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 Halak's uh, butt end doesn't hit it and bring it back, it's on the shelf of the goal. Um, and it's, yeah. you know play might stop. So that uh, that's crazy how that this uh, just this it's crazy this how, how much how often the puck finds the knob of the goalie stick. Yeah, like on saves to,
2: and plays like yeah. that.
0: It, it's such a, I, such a small little to,
2: thing and it finds it so often i used to i i love making that save knowing that you know give a, give up her blocker and let them go top shelf that side and try to get it with the the knob it's a crazy how often you can make that save but is that in why this you, case, is that
0: <laughs> is that why the the, the some of the goalies uh, have like a whole roll of tape on the butt end of the stick Maybe. To take up more space?
2: Maybe.
1: Literally just but, stick an entire roll of tape at the bottom of your – at the knob of your stick. That's what I would do. That's what some
0: – I mean, I've seen goalie sticks. I've seen it. Of I've seen amount it. Of
2: tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't one of those guys, but I, I I mean, I put a decent amount, but not not nearly a whole roll, mostly because I was poor and didn't want to spend the money on the tape. But <laughs> but it was a it was a just – to me that was the definition of puck luck, right? The Blues came out and they needed something they played well. They needed a bounce. They got the bounce. Hmm. You got the bounce if it goes
1: in off Marcos Candelas' knee, right? Can yeah. Can I ask how poor you have to be to not be able to afford tape? As
0: a mm. well, tapes what? As a kid tape was about 350 a roll or something like that, wasn't it's it? It wasn't. I mean, you buying like 3 or 4 rolls of tape, that's I mean you're a kid, 10 bucks is a fortune.
2: Right. <laughs> on guess. on that on that sandwich artist salary that I was running. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's a good point. You're working that's 2 different. hours just to buy a roll of tape. You that's uh right. w- what sandwich shop did you work at, Bill? Sandwich, sandwich artist Artists. Subway. 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 All right. Very nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um I'm a Best ha- Buy employee. Have...
0: You were a Best Buy employee?
1: I was a Best Buy employee. I loved that job. It was the best until they literally gave me full-time hours, and then they said after Christmas, oh, we actually never filled out the paperwork to make you full-time, oh, so you're down to one shift a week.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Yes. That was the only reason I left there when I was still in college, because otherwise I would have worked there probably my whole college life. It was it was a great job. And by the I way, Billy, you, job. you, you... Oh, go you ahead. got a go great ahead, discount, too.
0: No, I was going to say I had a great job at the theater. Oh,
1: oh yeah, discount the, the, the movie theater. The movie theater—that's right. Oh, you yeah. worked at the movie theater.
0: And I'll tell you what—I um, mean, yeah, uh, getting uh, all you can watch movies, all you can eat popcorn and, and soda. And um, when new movies would would come out, uh, we'd build them—you know, put them together. This was back in the day when we actually had film. Uh, we'd they'd build them a night or two before, and they'd be up on the platter in the booth, ready to go. And uh, Wednesday or Thursday night, I was like, "Yeah, let's, uh, let's make sure it's put together properly and screen it uh, after the theater closes. And so we'd watch a movie before it was released to the general public. It was pretty cool. It was fun.
1: Um, I, I told this story before, uh, probably not on this show, actually. So this might be a first, but with the underlying theme being Albert Pujols for this show. Um, so the one I, the best buy I used to work at was the one he frequented. He used to come in, so new release day for new DVDs and, and you know CDs and all that was always on Tuesdays. He would come in late Monday night. Like we closed at nine, he'd come in about 850. And we would illegally, I will go ahead and say, go ahead and sell him those DVDs. And that way he didn't have to come in on new release day. And uh, my favorite was when he came in right after the series against the Astros. When he hit that big ninth inning home run, was that two thousand? Brad Lidge, yeah, oh, off Brad yeah. Lidge. So he, he he came in and like you know everyone was in, in the store was always real good about you know not surrounding him, not asking for autographs or anything like that. But like that was the time you know where everybody's like, oh my god, Albert's going to come in Monday night. We got to ask him about that home run. And so literally like it was story time at Best Buy. Every employee standing around, and so I asked. Well, I think it was somebody else asked him. They said, "Hey, what was that like?" And just hearing him tell the story, like it was the loudest I've ever heard a baseball stadium. And then I hit that home run, and within within third within I think he said was in four seconds it was the quietest he'd ever heard a baseball stadium. He said he could literally hear his footsteps like hitting the base as he rounded the bases. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I remember just getting chills and just hearing that story and just being like, this is the coolest moment of my life.
0: (laughs) You know, if you look up how far they say that Pujols' home run went, uh, it's something like 420. And it's like, that went like 500 feet, guys. Mm. That was a, that was a. He destroyed that baseball, and I. And it's the the. It was the Houston guys that, uh, you know, tracked the flight of the ball and stuff. And I, mm. they said it did, it did not go that far, and I was like, bullshit. bullshit.
1: That was one of it those.
2: The minute it, it went off the far bat, because it hit the fucking train track. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. It, it was still going up when it hit the train tracks.
1: Dude, it oh. I. That was one of those that the minute it hit, I love home runs like that. When you're just like, that's gone. Like the even it, just the yeah. the the view from behind the pitcher, and and yeah. you see it go off the bat, and you're like, that's gone. Like no question. And, I love. I was at my brother's I,
2: house. For I was game and, I was uh, the guy you know, that I, went to bed. Oh,
1: <laughs> Bill! No,
2: I. They were I was gonna at, lose. I, I went. Oh, to
1: bed. they were
0: supposed to. I I, I was busy at day at Subway, huh?
1: <laughs> I, was I was
0: a I was at Keys House and I uh, and when that was hit we went nuts and then uh, ran outside and just screamed you know into the you know midnight air whatever time it oh, was yeah. it was fantastic
1: yeah that was one of my favorites. and then
0: they lost Game Six right that was Game yep. Five
1: but they lost mm-hmm. Game Six yep yep yeah. they lost series but man that was one of the greatest Cardinal moments of my <sighs> life at least
0: it broke Brad Lidge uh, he was never the same. After that. No. I, nope. If if one pitch can break a pl- pitcher, he was not quite the same after that
1: game. Former co-host of this show, Justin Wilson, always says that uh, if you watch that home run close enough, you can actually hear uh Bradledge's career ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> uh so back to this Blues game. Blues are up one nothing after that uh the goal from uh, everyone's favorite player Marcos Gandela, David Perron, Makes it two nothing in the first period at fourteen oh two. Great pass from Ivan Barbashev on a two on one. Uh, this play really started from in uh, a guy that I have just grown to hate, and I think every Blues fan has after that Arizona series last year. Um, Connor Garland, uh, just a, a little agitator, a little piss bucket that I can't stand. Um, he uh, you know he had a couple chances early. I thought he was really looking like a guy that was going to score a goal. Well, then he gets the puck stripped of a great poke from Barbashev uh, as the Canucks were pressuring pretty hard. Uh, He ends up carrying it up on a two-on-one saucer pass to Perron. One-timed it. Uh, Halak actually got a really good, nice piece of it with his left leg Uh. as he's kind of stretched out. But he ended up tipping it into the top part of the net. So uh, just all around a a great play by Barbashev and, and of course, Perron to finish it off and continue on his ridiculous hot streak.
0: That would have been a fantastic save.
1: Almost was.
2: Halak is playing really well. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw their game against uh, the Avalanche last week, where he he was a a huge difference in that game. We Um, watched that on the show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So
1: you guys did see that game. We did see. I Uh, don't know about Kurt, but I know I watched.
2: Yeah, but he, yeah, I, I thought when I, you know, when I saw the pass, I'm like, oh, he's got to go push off here. He might get it, but uh, great job by Perron getting it off quickly and getting it up. Beautiful goal.
1: So uh, no goals in the second period, but uh, we talked about Billy Huso a little earlier. I want to mention uh, he made a ridiculous save in this game, uh, one that uh, was saved for the highlight reels. Uh, Tanner Pearson about halfway through the second period, there was a shot again from Connor Garland and uh, the puck uh, ends up going, going off. Who's rebound to Pearson right at the side of the net. Husso stayed with it, made a huge blocker save and uh, kept the blues up to nothing. So um, talking about, you know, I uh, something I said about the Philadelphia game, the one that Bennington was in and that I was at um, the blues had that, they, they, they had this point in the third period where they were only down two to one. And they just were pressuring and pressuring and pressuring. And it was one of those moments where, I mean, I even turned to my, my, my wife and I said, they are going to score here. Like I they're going to score here. I just know they're going to next thing, you know, the puck flip, the puck ends up flipping out. And it's, it's one of those where it's like, okay, Bennington's got to have the big save here. Like this is doesn't matter what kind of shot it is. If it's a great chance or not, Bennington has to come up with the save here. Well, he ends up making the save, rebound pops out, guy scores, makes it three to one. And so this is one of those where it's like, Huso, you got to make the save here. And he did, kept the Blues up 2 nothing. I think that was a, a huge moment for the Blues to be able to, to keep that 2-0 uh, score in the second period and be able to carry that into the third.
2: That's especially true because that carried him into the third and Tarasenko got the first goal.
1: Exactly. So Tarasenko makes it three nothing, just forty nine seconds into the third. Uh, Robert Thomas and Pavel Bucinavich, uh or Steve Buchnevich, as some likes to call him, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they do some great work on the cycle. And yes. while uh, while Bucinavich is in the high slot, he finds Tarasenko in the right circle, who one timed it. Actually, it's kind of funny the way it went. It's just you know, you, it's funny, Kurt. You mentioned you know how funny hockey is, the bounces. This is another one of those where he shot Crazy it wide. Bounce. If you shot it wide, wide. I mean, it was going way wide. It was going, it was going in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And and I think parent, uh, Darren Pang even said that that it was going, it was literally going to go into the corner. Um, but, uh, it ends up getting, uh, uh, hit by, uh, Halak's leg and stick back to Tarasenko, kind of in the air. And he ends up, uh, beating Halak on the short side for his 499th career point. Uh, and that's also with all, all of those, obviously, with the St. Louis Blues. So, uh, big, big goal makes it 3-0 for the Blues.
0: Mm-hmm. Huge goal. Yeah, and that, that, that's the kind of – I mean, that was a fluttering-type play. Uh, just got enough of it to uh, flutter it up uh, off the top of his blade, uh, up and over Halak, uh, upper – it was just – I mean, like you said, it was just one of those uh, goofy pinball kind of a things where uh, – ends up in the net and the blues got the bounce for the second time in this game, uh, which they have not been getting a ton of bounces lately. So, you know, whether it be in their own net uh, around their own net or uh, around the opponent's net. So it was good to see things kind of tilt back in our favor this game.
1: Well, and, and honestly, I remember in 2019, we even said this on this show, you got to get the bounces to be able to get the wins. You know, it's it and, and you gotta obviously you gotta work for it. If you're working hard, you're going to get the bounces. And that's a big reason the Blues are able to win the the, the cup in two thousand nineteen was oh. they were getting the bounces when they needed. And lately that has not been the case, but in this game you saw it a couple times.
0: You need to be lucky, yeah. you need to be good. Um Luck and uh, luck plays a huge part in winning a series. I mean, you, just the way the, the nature of the game, you know, how the puck bounces. It's just it happens. You, know, you just you've got to get that enough bounces. Uh, and I and I've said it before that we as a franchise just never had the right combination of skilled guys, good play, and luck on our side all at the same time. It just never all came together. Uh, Enough in each series to keep it going to win a cup until uh, the 19 season. So, yeah.
1: yeah, you know it's funny you you talk about bounces and you know I it's just a personal note in one of my games recently a couple games ago uh, I had the puck behind the net we had a one nothing lead with like a minute left in play and I went to go rimming around the boards and ended up hitting the ref and I remember even yelling at the ref like get the fuck out of the way. You know, and then I then I skate up, and I still was able to clear it out. But then I thought about it later, and I thought, that would have been knocked down at the point. There was a guy standing there right at the point. They had their goalie pulled. If that doesn't hit the ref, he's knocking that down. There's a guy in front. He's probably one time in it. And it's probably a good chance for them to, to tie the game up 1-1. So even though at the time it looked like a shitty fucking bounce, it was like, that bounce actually kind of helped. That was a good bounce that it gave me another chance to be able to clear the puck out. It's weird how it's it's just, it's weird how hockey right. works like that sometimes.
2: Right. And, you know, I, I, I think the big thing is, you know, that both, you know, through 2019 through that, that's that entire run. And then last night, right, the bounces came after hard work. And that's that's kind of, that's the cliche, right? You you have to work to get your balances, and the Blues did that, and they got rewarded, and they stuck to it last night. Uh, that was the biggest difference between, you know, that definitely the the last two games, um, but hopefully they will channel that and
1: be able to repeat that tomorrow back in Vancouver. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, former Blue and former Blues great. Brad hunt uh ended uh Huso shut out bit after the Blues lost it in the offensive zone It caused a three on one on uh Nico M- Nicola <laughs> Mikola. <laughs> making sure I'm seeing it right now Nicola. <laughs> uh, reco- uh he covered the pass well I thought but Huso just got beat uh off a nice nice shot from hunt. Um, and it's funny, uh, again, I, not to talk too much about the 3 on personal play, but in, in roller hockey, I have a, a good friend uh, uh, that, that I play with who one time, like eight years ago, we had a three-on-one, and he shot the puck right into the goalie's glove, and he didn't pass it, and we were all just like, what kind of a selfish Wait, asshole shoots on a three-on-one without passing you know like he literally was the one carrying the puck skater riding he said it shot.
0: Was, you said it was roller hockey
1: yeah well
0: that's that's what roller hockey is
1: i know right people <laughs> well people so, don't pass the puck but, and roller but that's hockey. that's kind of an insight that was that's like an un, inside joke between me and a couple guys you know every time there's three-on-one and one of us shoots instead of passing we're like come on selfish asshole what are you doing Sometimes it works. Sometimes it really works. And this was one of those situations where it's like, Hunt's just carrying the puck, just carrying the puck, not going to pass it. Well, finds a way to, to find a hole in who. So,
0: I mean, the, the three on one, I mean, I, I, it starts in our zone. I mean, the offensive yeah. zone uh, where Cairo overskates the puck, misses the puck, uh, probably shouldn't even have the opportunity. Um, I forgot who it was too on D that was pinching on the boards. Uh, all of a sudden three on one, there's you know, a couple of things happen there. You know, you've, you get caught pinching and then Kairu uh, isn't able to, uh, keep the puck in and push the way, three on one. So, yep. Thankfully we had a three, nothing lead at the time. So it wasn't a, you know,
1: not a big deal. Yeah. Not yeah, a mean, huge again, deal. You, no. you hate seeing the shutout bid be ended, but you know, at the same time, at especially at this point in the season, you're just needing victories. So to see them still have a two goal lead after that, you still felt Fairly comfortable. Sturm just uh,
0: hard on the boards. Yeah, Colorado. I just yep. saw
1: that in the corner of my eye. Ooh,
0: Holding his ooh. wrist, maybe? His head hit the board, boards, too. Who was too.
1: that? Oh, it's no, his shoulder. Sturm.
2: His shoulder. Is his shoulder?
0: Brenton. I know his yeah. head. His, yeah. head hit the, his head kind of hit oh, the Oh, yeah. Glass that
1: shoulder. Yeah. Ooh, he, he kind
0: of went in kind of prone and kind of awkward.
2: Yep.
1: Like, he was ooh. all spread mm-hmm.
2: out. Back-to-back back games. The Avalanche are, are getting beat up. Those are hard to watch. That said... God damn it. They've got a going. Their yeah. depth scoring is going. This team is going to be impossible to beat.
0: We thought that oh we thought I mean they've I mean, they're really, really good and probably better this year, but I mean the last couple of years they've kind of had that label too, where oh man, they're coming out of the West. And they just didn't go anywhere. So we'll yep. We'll see. Gotta get it done. Gotta gotta play yep. the games. And and Colorado has kind of gotten a label for choking in the playoffs, So we'll see. How it it's, that's how I feel. Yeah. That's why
1: I say, they, let's see him in the yeah. second round.
0: And they are better. That They seem to be better than in years, a little bit in years past. So we'll see.
1: That's what they said last year.
0: I know. I know. And they destroyed us in the first round and then lost around two. And that's it. So,
1: yep. So, in this game, uh, Tarasenko adds the empty netter at 1747. That is his 500th career point, joining only Bernie Federko, Brett Hall, Brian Sutter, Gary Unger, and Vladimir Chebaturkin to record 500 points with the St. Louis Blues. One of those is not correct. I'm going (laughs) to say Gary Unger. It's Gary Unger. Yeah, (laughs) totally Gary Unger, not Vladimir Chebaturkin. (laughs) (laughs) So congrats to Vladdy. That's, uh, that's very cool. Uh, again, only the fourth player, uh, I'm sorry, fifth player in blues history to record 500 points with the St. Louis blues and to do it at home
0: too. just, you know, so much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Road, road fans, they might, they might acknowledge it uh, a little bit, but, uh, I mean, you know, you get the standing ovation at home. They may announce they it. Do. They may announce it. They may, maybe on the board. Congratulations. Maybe. Intermission. Congratulations. on Maybe they'll say it, but you know, the crowd will give you a nice, maybe I know the crowd might give you a nice little applause, but that's, you know, although it is the end of the game. So I doubt they'd even say anything.
1: Probably not. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, should be awesome to see. Don't, uh, do they give, I know they give, what is it? The golden stick for, is that for 500 points? No, oh, it's a silver stick. Silver stick. I can't sir. remember. I thought it. it
2: was, I thought it was thousand games played.
1: I was, Oh, uh,
2: you
0: might yeah, be Yeah. Because right. Steen got one. Steen got one. Yeah. You're he right. he yeah. didn't have 500 goals. Or oh, 500, so that's 500 awesome.
1: Points. Awesome to see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So in this game, Uh, so played great. Uh, 35, 36 saves in this game. Um, You know, and again, like you guys said, you know, next up for the blues is tomorrow night in Vancouver, home and home with Vancouver. Vancouver go right but you but Vancouver you got to go right back I'm waiting you. all night for it <laughs> There it is yeah. Uh Blues were 0 for 3 on the power play Canucks 0 for 2 Blues were 23 for 47 in the faceoffs that's a 49% success rate which that's a new like to be over record. 50 but that is very close That uh
0: the Blues power play has kind of uh gone dark the past couple of games it is yeah. fizzling, which man, before and... it was because they're one for five against uh Carolina, uh, well, one for three against Philadelphia. That's not too bad. Uh, that was that's good, oh for three against uh Vancouver, though. So, I, it, yeah, I mean, the uh, power play is a huge weapon of theirs that they need, so right. Uh, and
2: it it's how much of it coincides with Tory Krug going down with injury though, right? Yeah, He's true. he really like he is such a great one touch passer. He doesn't hold on to the puck, and that's that's one thing I think a difference between him and Letty. Letty's going to control the puck. He's going to be a little more uh, like Petrangelo, maybe not you know, over stick handle at the blue line, but he's going to control the puck and look for something. Whereas Krug, it's on and off his tape, right? The the whole idea is to move it side to side and get somebody opened up. And I think that's been missing with this team.
0: Uh, Calgary has pulled their goalie. They're trailing Colorado two to one with a minute and a half to go in the third.
1: Uh, No, I'm sorry. It's a minute 41, according to the Ponder TV.
0: Well, I can tell you the next 11 seconds, no goals.
1: Oh, damn it. (laughs) Spoiler alert. <laughs> um so uh yeah, so guys, we got plenty coming up here. We're gonna talk about some blues transactions as well as news from around the re- around the rig. Around the round the rig. rig? Around the rig.
0: As we go <laughs> Japanese on the <this> show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I really think so. <laughs> I really, really think so. Uh after this word around from our friends that Center Ice Brewery.
0: Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Well, let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2 4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town, so check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go blues.
1: Oh, Colorado god. might win
2: this game, but man, they're oh. paying some prices.
1: Who was he? Hit, in, hit? The was right in the face, elbow yeah. right taved. in the
2: face.
0: Taysan right in the face
1: with that elbow oh, right in
0: the nose.
2: And that hurts. Blood pouring. Yeah, blood was pouring all over. all over the place. Oh my god, yeah. that's nasty. Wow.
1: And yet Eric there wasn't Johnson a, there wasn't is still hit. playing
2: Eric. Johnson's I don't think it was there either.
1: That's surprising. Yeah, no, he, right.
2: it, it was like his face impacted on the elbow pad. Yeah. I to, don't, you know, move in for a play.
0: I think the elbow <laughs> was just up naturally. Uh, Cause it was, you know, top hand on the stick. Oh my God. Yikes. That was nasty looking.
1: Yeah. That was yeah. not pretty.
0: Whew. Do you guys, uh, uh, speaking of the Tarasenko, uh, 500 point thing, it came up on social media. Uh, and I think we come across this a lot when uh, either players retire or they reach a milestone, uh, and they've been here for a while. Uh, and there's always uh, some people calling for numbers to be retired, or like, well, they predict, you know, Tarasenko. No one should ever wear 91 again. Uh, we should retire Tarasenko's number. 500 points was on the Cup-winning team. Meant so much to the organization. You know, we heard people say that about Steen. We heard people say it about Bacchus too. That was kind of weird. Uh, Mm -hmm. but so I, I, and so I had some discussions with some people online about, uh, Tarasenko's number, uh, whether it's retirable or not. And I, my stance on it is right now. No, I don't think it is. It's, he's, I, I, he, I don't think he has the, he don't, he's not at that tier. Uh, he, he, fans love him. He's a fantastic fan favorite. He treats the fans great. He's a very likable player. But I'm sorry if if he leaves in the off season because of a trade he demanded. You you don't retire that number, especially mm-hmm. based on where he is, uh, st- statistics wise, uh, within the organization. He's not top ten in assists. He is top ten in goals. Um, he's top ten in points. Um, but
1: I, I, I at this I, point, Kurt, do you retire? Like, let's just say, gun to your head, you have to retire one number. And let's leave Brandon Sod out of this. Uh, Alexander Steen or Vladimir Tarasenko right now?
0: Oh, like I only get those two. I was gonna say Demetra. Um, only those two?
1: I think I still go Steen at this point. Uh, I would maybe go if, Dem- if, if if Tarasenko go... stays, that might change.
0: Yeah, I would go ter- of the two. I would go Tarasenko, but I don't think either one gets to get retired.
2: Yeah, I agree. No, I... Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's fun, fun talk for a podcast, but you know, in all seriousness, no, um, I don't, I don't think either guy gets it 500 points. I mean, that's, you know, that's half halfway where he probably needs to be for a guaranteed retirement unless he dies prematurely, which of course is the, you oh, know, the Bill. quiet part out loud. I shouldn't Bill. have said it, but <laughs> the quiet part out loud. <laughs>
0: I think, you know what? I mean, he can. I mean, if he gets to to what's it? How many goals he Two hundred and
2: <laughs> whatever
0: he gets. If he gets I, to four hundred, if, 400,
2: he, if, he, if gets he gets to four hundred goals, yeah. That's...
0: But he's got it. He's got to resign here. I don't care. Mm. I don't care if we win another cup this season. Uh, if if he leaves in the off season because of trade he demands, that's not a number you retire. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I don't. I justified uh, demand of the trade or not because of how he was he was treated uh, with by the doctors. I don't. I, do, I don't care. I, he's, he he doesn't have the stats um, or the clout, I guess you'd say, um, during his time here. But it's been fantastic, for the most part. Um, but he just doesn't hasn't reached it yet. Like if he resigns here for another and plays for another six years, um, who knows what he gets to? And that's a different story. But uh, but right now, like if, if after the season, if he leaves. No, his not, and I think a statue was mentioned too. <laughs> I'm like,
1: what? Come on, let's, I, let's be real. I, I will right. say I want to see a statue of a blue holding the cup for the I from do. the from the first cup team. Mm, um, I don't sure. know who that is, but if it's Tarasenko, fine. I mean, I'm fine with that. But as long as it includes the same Chris Thorburn, Chris uh, Thorburn, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Rutherford. Think, How about that? You know,
0: you know, I think <laughs> who it would I, two players. I think who it would be. O'Reilly, or Bennington, just because of they could they could make some kind of a statue or a bust or whatever of uh, and to commemorate that story, Bennington's right. you know putting the team on his back, the uh, unheard of success, uh, doing something no one's ever done before, tying the record for wins in a playoff uh, run by a goalie. Um, all that stuff, and just the unbelievable numbers he had. I can see them putting up a statue and him holding the cup. Yep. Uh, or you can do O'Reilly because he was MVP. I think those are the two. Anybody else, I think, is uh, Petrangelo, no. You can't do it now um, after the whole crap that when he left. Um, I Yeah, it's got to be ben, Bennington or O'Reilly. I think, too, that would be kind of cool.
1: Um in terms of retired numbers, uh, I, I'm going to say the same thing I think I said when we had this the David Backus discussion, which I agree with you, Kurt. It was a little silly. That was absurd. That we even had to have that, was, that good discussion. Well, I yeah, you know how some people To are. me, to me, uh, I think in because that was the question, right? Who's the next Blue to have a number retired? Yeah, right. And and like you said, if it's not going to be Demetra, which it doesn't seem like it's going to be, which is fine. Um yeah. It's uh, I think it needs to be somebody who was on the cup team. And if the blues make another run to the cup, even just make the Stanley cup final uh, one more time in this, in this stretch, um, I could see it being Ryan O'Reilly. Honestly, he's the only one that, that sticks out to me as a guy. Cause now, cause you know, first he was the MVP. Now he's the captain. And if he's the captain and leads them to another cup final. Okay. Yeah. That's the guy I think that that you have to look at, especially if he resigns here and retires here. But right mm-hmm. now, um, yeah, it's hard to say. I I don't think you retire you Tarasenko's numbers. Tarasenko's number on his numbers alone, right now. Like you said, no. if he sticks around and the Blues make another run too, that's a different conversation. Right now, no. the answer is no. I think
0: um, you know if if Bennington uh, plays out his this entire six year contract here. Um, that would imply that he's played well, right? I mean, if he's mm-hmm. we don't get rid of him, um, I think he would have a shot, um, because I, you don't see goalies retired hardly ever, um, for whatever reason, you know, lack of numbers or whatever. But, uh, I, how many, I've, there aren't many goalies that are retired, probably only a handful in the league, um, <sighs> So That's I, I think he would have a shot, yeah, maybe because because if he plays out the contract, he would set the all-time record in wins, um, all shutouts, he'd have all that. So uh I that that would be interesting. That's a long way
2: off, and he's gotta do a whole lot
0: of stuff for that right. to happen. There's so,
2: gotta be a major boomerang at this point.
0: Right. And I think I think he's him playing off the contract here would mean that he'd be playing well. I would assume so like six years here, we don't move on from him at any point as a guy we want to keep around. So, Uh, so
1: obviously Lundquist uh, recently had his number retired. I'm trying to figure out who else Uh, looks like. (sighs) I I bet you dryden Patrick. Uh, I'm
0: surely uh, Detroit's Detroit's. Terry Sauchuk is retired. Surely. Um what's his I what's his name? Uh, that's a hard uh, one. Cheevers. Cheevers is retired, I'm sure. Mm. Right?
2: Cheevers yeah, Bernie Perrant.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and...
0: Is Fuhr is Fuhr retired in Edmonton?
1: I don't think so. Hmm. No, uh, I do What about maybe Haynesworth? No, he's not retired in uh Montreal, right?
2: Montreal um now i think back then it was everybody wore number one and be a goaler a goal because that's what you were called
1: yeah ken yeah. morris says bernie Perrant in philly question mark i think he is but i, I, could I, I wrong can pull it up
0: yeah i tried looking up
1: just goalies and i it's it's a hard thing to find so. right you'd have to go there
0: and go to pages on hockey reference or something yeah soon.
1: yeah there's a list of enti- of every number retired by every team but you can't yeah. sort yeah. it by goalies, unfortunately.
0: Not t- not a lot of goalies. Not too. Rosie
2: Vachon.
1: Roji Vachon. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Which Vernon, is in Calgary. Calgary.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's uh, um, and oh oh uh uh Brodeur. Billy Richard Smith, New, New York, York
1: Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, yeah,
0: Brodeur yep. in, in Jersey. Uh,
1: you know uh, Trevor Trevor Kid in Calgary. <laughs> no, no, that's Trevor Kid in Brandon. <laughs> no, Terry
2: Sawchuk is.
1: Uh, Tugnet um, in Quebec. <laughs> Stolenkov in Anaheim. Yep. Jacques Plunt, Montreal. Um, Ooh, Ken Morris, good question. Johnny Bauer with the Make Me Laughs? Maybe. The Make Me Laughs.
0: Well, I can look it up. It's not a hard thing to do.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it, we should. Yeah, this is a live show, folks. Um, maybe for the podcast, we'll cut here. And we'll be like, Turk oh, Broda. yeah, we, here's every goalie retired. We can this off the top of our heads. Turk Broda
2: and Johnny Bauer, are both for number one for the Make Me Lives. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Toronto has a lot of retired numbers, too. One, they have the most. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 numbers retired. That's why they're not winning cups anymore. They're retired 13 numbers.
1: Guys can't even play for them anymore. Like, sorry, be, you can't be, play here. We don't have enough well, numbers for you to wear.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying that 13 is not a good number to to end on. You got to have 14 or 12. You can't stop on 13.
1: All right. So who can? Doug Kilmore's retire
0: retired in in Toronto.
1: That's they should interesting. To they me. should retire Brian Leach's number in Toronto.
0: You know, they were talking about the best Maple Leaf player ever when Will Arnett was on the uh, sitting on the at the desk at the on the TNT with Gretzky and and them mm-hmm. uh, and the intermission desk, and it, it came up uh, who they thought was the best Maple Leaf ever. Because it was a Maple Leaf game, and that's uh, Wellnuts' team, and one of them said Doug Gilmore. and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, I I was going to say that he was I'm partial.
1: I'm partial. I'm going to say I'm going to say Doug Gilmore, too.
0: But there was a Mm. lot.
1: There was uh, there was uh, Wendell Wendell Clark. Wendell Clark was was
2: Daryl Sittler.
1: But man, yeah, Yeah. he hit his peak in Toronto, though. Doug Gilmore. I know. I know. He did. he did, but he. I mean, but I and
0: I'm still mad that that he was traded away. I'm still mad at the <laughs> he honestly Just of bullshit. had a
2: cup of sugar in St. Louis. Oh wait, mm-hmm. I'm, sure. <laughs> oh I get I it. Don't. Right, that's good. Right, right. That's good. He was.
0: That was a family looking for money. Oh,
2: Grant Fur is retired, buddy Oilers.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I would. Um, say you should. have been. All right. So, uh, talking more about the St. Louis Blues, Tori Krug is now week-to-week week with an upper-body injury. Um, so, okay, so this was in the last week in a press release by the Blues. It's It stated that the Blues had just placed Tyler Bozak on IR. Was that not something we heard weeks ago? That he was on long-term uh, injury reserve? I don't think he was placed on LTIR back then.
0: He was... He was out, but the Blues have done so this before. It, maybe in the past.
1: A, maybe it's a retroactive thing. Yeah. They said, "Well, he's yeah, on IR yeah. retroactive to such Blue- and so date."
0: Yeah, the Blues have done this before in the past. They haven't placed players on LTIR for whatever reason until they've they've like later. They and, and they do it retroactively. It doesn't make a difference, I guess, and unless they need the money to right. to do something with so.
1: And, uh, so in, in his place, the blues called up Callie Rosen. Um, and, uh, he did play Monday versus Vancouver. Uh, not a lot of action, but I actually did notice him a couple times, uh, just moving the puck. Well, and that's actually what Baruby said before the game. Hmm. That's why he scratched Portuzo. He wanted somebody else out there who could move the puck from the blue line. And, uh, I thought he looked pretty good in that game.
0: I thought it was fine. I I mean, I think with a defenseman of his ilk, I think, uh, if you don't really notice them, I or, or a whole mm-hmm. lot, I think they're doing a fine job. It's like a referee—you <laughs> don't notice them too much. They're doing fine. Um, it's when you notice defensemen, like like uh, like third line, uh, third pairing guys that you call up. You, when you notice them, it's usually not a good thing. They make yep. a mistake or getting beat.
1: So, include, uh talking about Blues defensemen, uh, they did acquire a defenseman, uh, Brady Lyle from the Bruins for future considerations law reported to the AHL affiliate Springfield Thunderbirds. He's 22 years old, dressed in 48 games for the uh, AHL Providence recorded two goals, seven assists, nine points and 10 penalty minutes. Um, two, two things that I, one thing that I liked and one thing that I hated that I saw on social media with this, um, and, and this is just goes into general social media practices, I guess, especially on the Facebook page. Um, there was, there was, you know, the blues announced this and say, Oh, blues traded for defenseman, Brady Lyle for future consideration. with Bus Bruins, every comment, the first, like five comments were the trade deadlines passed. How'd they do that? And then like other people would comment too and be like, and then there was other comments like, um, um, oh, man, hopefully he can help defense this season. And, like, I saw one person who had gone through, like, three of those comments, and they responded with the same thing. Read the fucking article. Like, click the article. If you don't know how trades work, click the article. You don't need to comment. Read what the Blues put in the press release. He cannot play for the Blues this season because it was after the trade deadline. But he's available to play for the Blues next season. And so that was that's that's how the trade deadline works. It actually is not too different from other sports, how they work their trade deadline. So they're allowed why to would, still make trades. They just can't play that season for the team.
0: Why would people even expose themselves as being stupid about this trade stuff? Try and read the article it. or yeah. look it up yourself. As opposed to just spouting off and, you know, re- exposing the fact that you're ignorant on this subject. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's so, work.
1: I'll add the uh, the one thing that I did like uh, in social media from this was uh, he's. I hear the last Brady that left New England uh, did pretty uh, well for himself. I uh, liked those kind of messages too. Do you know what I hated?
0: I, I every time this happens and. Um, a bunch of people will say, Oh, future considerations. Uh, you know, how will the, you know, the blues era, remember, uh, how will the, the the blues remember the future considerations era and, uh, hope, you know, the future considerations. I was looking forward to seeing them play for us stuff, stuff like that. I'm like, you're not clever. Everyone yeah, says that's, this stuff. that's it's not funny. My God is it. Are you new to the game? It's, yeah. Okay. It's fine. overplayed. Say what you're gonna say. Get your 32 likes from people who don't understand. They've never heard it before. Did you? Uh, did you see the write up from uh, the Boston Sports Journal about uh, Mr. Brady? He. I uh, did not. I I shared it on uh, on Twitter from the show's account. Um, this is the. This is from 2021. Uh, so they, uh, they it's a little, little breakdown from him, which was uh, interesting. Um, much to the Bruins' delight, Lyle has, prompted, has promptly rewarded his new club in short order, quickly rising through the ranks of the these blue liners in the span of one year. He's a right shot defenseman with good size, six foot three, 213 pounds, and a potent offensive skill set. Lyle's progression from an offensive zone freelancer in juniors to an effective regular in his first season of pro hockey has even managed to catch Boston's higher-ups by surprise prompting the Bees to tear up his AHL deal and sign him to an entry-level contract by April of 2021. Even the most seasoned players and juniors tend to take their lumps and stumble upon making that first giant leap up against AHL competition. But Lyle sure didn't seem out of place during an abbreviated season with Providence tallying seven goals and 14 points over 25 games. That booming shot of his allowed Lyle to rank second among all AHL defensemen in goals scored last season. But despite building a reputation as an offensive catalyst, Lyle made strides when it came to rounding out his overall game under the tutelage of coaches Jay Leach, Trent Whitfield, and Ryan Mogenel. So it's a, it was a very favorable, you know, uh, write up from a, a early in his early pro career and how he's progressing. So, um, but then, uh, so, and there were some questions, Oh, why, why would the Bruins give this guy up for future considerations? Isn't this a, a, you know, semi promising young player who might play in the NHL. And so I, I tagged our uh, friend of the show, uh, Mark Allred, who has a, a Bruins podcast called Black and Gold, right, Jeff? Black and Black Gold, Gold the Black podcast, Gold? yeah, yeah, very good. I, uh, probably, probably the yeah. best
1: Bruins podcast, to be honest. Oh,
0: he's and he's a he's a, one of those hockey uh, nerds, hockey and Oh, media yeah, knows a lot of shit. Yeah, he he's he's to one, to one kind of those of guys that
1: he literally says that he has like a a, a slate of of hockey podcasts he listens to, and we're on there. Yeah, and I'm like, right. that's impressive. <laughs> yeah.
0: But he responded, and I asked why the Bruins. What's his? What are his thoughts on this? And he goes, "I think Lyle took a hard look at the future landscape in Boston, and with the recent NCAA free agent signings of Callahan and Gabrielle, uh, Brady, might have felt like the odd man out, requesting a trade. When he first came to the AHL, uh, Providence he was really good, but regressed hard this season. So uh, last season they uh, liked what they saw. This season not so much. So I guess they decided to move on." move a different direction uh, from him. Uh, and they had other prospects, defensive ones, that they wanted to, I guess, maybe bring up in the future. So he was expendable, and they get future well, conversions, and, and, and we also get some adds defensive that, depth.
1: That they, they did just add a mainstay on defense, too, in Hampus Lindholm. Yeah. yeah. So, so not saying that Lyle was going to challenge for that spot, but that's just another guy they brought in that's like, right. okay, I'm really not going to make this team.
0: Yeah. So and I, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very low risk. Um, you know, the ceiling is, you know, who knows, with this guy. So I think uh, that's a, it's a nice little pickup for the Blues. Um, nice chance to take on somebody. So we'll see.
1: I'll add that uh, Mr. Lyle has not played in the game yet for the Thunderbirds, so stats are okay. still the same. So another, uh, another defensive news. Uh, the Blues did sign a Matt Kessel to a two-year entry-level contract beginning in 22-23. He reported to AHL Springfield for a tryout this season. Uh, the he, he was drafted in the fifth round, 150th overall in 2020. Uh, he is not related to Phil or Amanda, for those that are probably going to ask that question here in the chat. So just know you don't have to ask that. Uh, 22 years old, uh, just wrapped up a season with the University of Massachusetts Amherst, Minutemen. Uh, so, guy that, uh, from what I've heard, uh, and he wore an A, by the way, his last year there with uh, with U of Mass, uh, Amherst. So, he, uh, from what I hear, might be a nice little steal on the fifth round. So, we'll see how he uh, progresses in the blue system. You know
2: who else came from U.S., Amherst? <clears throat> Kale McCarr. So, we got the next Kale McCarr. So it's hell, really, yeah. um,
1: hell. Yes. Hell yeah. Suck it. That's right. Fuck you, Colorado. Uh, so rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, fortunately, we're going to start with some sad news here. Eugene Melnick, the owner of the Ottawa Senators, passed away at the age of 62. Family says it was an illness he faced with determination and courage. They did not disclose what the illness was. Uh, but well, uh, Melnick did have a, uh, liver transplant in 2015 after a public campaign for a donor. He had owned the Senators since 2003 when he bought the club, uh, for $92 million. And, uh, in his time as the owner, the, the senators did make one Stanley cup final, um, in 2007 and challenged for another one later, um, oh god what year was that, that they went to the eastern Conference final was that 2014 15 no, somewhere in
0: there Daniel alfredson was captain right um well that would have
2: been 2007 yeah, yeah that was 2007. What? the, okay. the okay. This was right, right was the, those years that they got through shannon right and it was supposed to be the big you know
1: yeah maybe of the uh, team. yeah something like that I don't remember but either way they made they made the eastern conference final another year. Um, I'll look it up here. But, uh, yeah, sad news about uh, the owner of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, So Nathan McKinnon is – he's possibly out with with what they're saying is probably a hand injury. uh, Occurred from a fight Sunday with Matt Dumba. Uh, From Avs coach Jared Bednar, he says possibly could be stemming from the fight. Um, And then when he was asked what level – When asked what the level of concern the team had about the injury, Bednar said, quote, high. So um, could be out. Maybe one of those guys that miraculously makes a comeback at the start of the playoffs. But um, it does seem like this might actually be. No, no, no. no. But I'm just saying we've seen this before where a guy will sit out the rest of the season just because it's like, well, I'm going to let this heal. Uh, But it's not a salary cap situation. No. Right. Right.
2: So pretty dumb to get in a fight. Right. You know, it, it, when, when you are, you know, the, the lifeblood of that team's offense, not that they don't have other people we talked about, you know, Kale McCarr and, and then, you know, mentioned that they're getting that depth scoring from people like Val Nachushkin, but the guy that is going to carry you, if you're going to win the Stanley cup, getting into a fight with a month left in the season. That's pretty dumb, and yep. now, say he misses a week. Every game that he's back, somebody's going to take a swing at that hand. It's going to happen. Oh yeah, it, it's, it was a fight. Playoff push hockey.
0: It was a fight over a clean hit too. So there's yeah. there's that, and I've said before I have no problem with players uh, sticking up for their teammates that just got rocked, even on a clean hit. I don't mind them uh, coming up to the guy and shoving them, maybe even dropping the gloves, because you're sticking up for your teammates and you want to send a message to the team say, hey, if you're going to play that physical, fine. But if you're going to do it, you're going to have to answer the bell for it. So I think I have no problem with a team trying to send a message. Like hit that.
1: him back. That's all you no, got to I, do. I, Just hit him you back. You can do
0: that. You can do that you can challenge them I I don't care you can stand up to your for your teammates in a number of different ways now I'm not saying McKinnon should have done this McKinnon is not the guy to do this Colorado should have someone else do that not McKinnon that, that, that was a that's, that's dumb why would you have maybe the best one of the best players in the league uh, huh. when you're coming up on playoff time why would you have him throwing punches no 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 do not do that not him yeah, I agree somebody else
1: yeah, McKinnon, yeah. 48 assists, 70 points in 51 games this season. So, yeah, you, huh, as the Avalanche, that is the last guy you want to uh, throw hands. He's such a
0: catalyst on that, that drives that offense, too. Yeah. And he has, like, the are just- bunny.
2: You know, on on the topic of the avalanche and injuries, Sturm was out there after that nasty hit. He was out there to block oh. the shot at the end of the game tonight. So um, okay. that doesn't look to be long term. I, I hate to those say, kind of hits are going to add up. Yep. And yeah, man. If you're if you go down another player or two, say they lose Kadri, say they they lose Rantinen, that's going to be a tough, tough. Go in the playoffs, no matter who they're up against.
0: This is why. and I'm not saying that Colorado is is in any kind of trouble here, but this is why, with a month, a month and a half to go in the season, or at the trade deadline, even, there were there were people, Blues fans, uh, saying the Blues should sell because we're going to lose the Colorado. Ooh. Even if we win in the first round, we're going to get swept by Colorado in round two. And my, my, I just, I, I'm, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around looking that far ahead. With so much hockey to play, so much can happen. Players can get hurt. Players can get hot. Players can get cold. Um, all kinds of things can happen. And a second place team like the Blues at the trade deadline is not going to be a seller, right? Uh, right. Just because they may face Colorado in the second round of the playoffs a month and a half from now. Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever.
1: It makes me think like, you know, back, let's just say last season, the blues end up winning against Colorado in the first round. They go and, and they play Las Vegas in the second round. And that, that cadre hit still happens. Mm-hmm. Cadre hits Falk, Falk's out, not going to play the rest of the playoffs. Likely, mm-hmm. you don't think Vegas is sitting there just Mm, just licking their fucking chops that Justin Falk, one of the the catalysts of the blues power play is going to be out. You know, that, that would be, I mean, and it's like, again, it's, it's like if uh, the same hit were to happen, let's say Sunquist hits, McCarr knocks McCarr out. And all of a sudden the avalanche are playing against the the golden Knights in round two with no McCarr. Golden Knights are saying fucking a, that's huge. We got a better chance I, now. You know, same thing. It's crazy that people would I, not think of it like that.
0: And how often? How often does the president's trophy-winning team win the Stanley Cup? Most of the time, they don't. Mm. So I, it's kind of I, you a curse. I just, uh, I mean, they do win it uh, more than uh, I think any other. Uh, if you, you know, any second, third, fourth, but still, they don't win, and, not, and it's not guaranteed anything. And I just—it's just interesting to me the foresight that some fans think they have to predict what's going to happen a month and a half from now uh, in the playoffs in the second round. I just—it's just weird to me. To we're talking make,
1: mid-May, right? Mid-May would probably be second yeah, round.
0: I—I I just I. <laughs> I it's really and but it's always been this way. I'm not talking just recently, it's always. I mean, as long as there's been, uh, you know, sports talk radio or you know, forum dis- discussion forum talk, it's always been there's always been a number, a certain percentage of the fan base that's like, ah, we're not gonna win the cup this year, sell it off. And it's yep. like, yeah. so unless we're cup right. favorites, we're that, selling what?
1: There were people that, saying that in 2019. That, yeah, it's
2: it's such a bipolar position to take, all or none, right? You can't right. you can't yeah. just go in the playoffs and see what you got. If you if you don't think you're gonna win it all, to retool for next season. What are you gonna get? Right, maybe this year is maybe this year you can make the argument because prices were so damn high, and you know, say Buddy, say, yeah. you say you could have say you could have traded Bennington and gotten you know a first round pick and you know a, another good player. Maybe you do that this people year want because door. because yeah, eh, screw there,
0: that. I'm just saying there were there were people saying trade trade Perron because you don't want to resign him in the off season you know, trade uh, Huso, you know, I mean, because you're going to lose him in the off season I'll trade him and then trade Scandella. I'm like, Which I'm you like, don't
1: You don't know. I mean, that's the thing that drives me crazy is like to say, and, and we talk about it on the show, I, Kurt and I, and, and Bill, I don't, I'm not sure about you, but like, we agree that we think Huso coming back next year. And I know I most of do. blues nation doesn't seem to think that. I think Armstrong like,
0: is going to try to, I think he'd like to. He's yeah. gonna
1: try everything he can because why not? You've got a great fucking tandem with these two guys.
0: I think. Well, people are gonna. People think Huso's gonna make five million dollars next year. He's not going to. I I just I don't see it. So I mean I just that's Bennington makes six. You're not gonna yeah. Huso's not making five anywhere, uh, based on his you know small sample size of his career so far. I just don't. That's it's crazy to me. I mean we'll see. Maybe Edmonton overpays for and crazy overpays, and but I mean nobody should be paying five million dollars for who so that shouldn't be expected. No.
1: I agree. Uh so NHL GMs were apparently told today, uh Tuesday, March 29th, the cap will actually go up uh by one million dollars next season, so to eighty-two point five. Uh, it's been at 81.5 the past two seasons due to less revenue which for those who don't know in the CBA it was worked out that uh basically uh your uh, your revenue your league revenue is tied directly to the cap uh but because of uh the revenue being down the past two years uh because of covid uh they have actually said hey we're making money this year so we're going to raise the cap by a million so um, yeah. you know, talking about the Sundquist trade that we talked about last week, Sunquist and Letty, and and uh, you know, that the Wallman trade that we talked about that's another million the Blues might have in cap space next year, so or going into next year. So that, tar- uh, that could be huge. Tar-
0: Tarasenko gets his way and gets his trade, that's they're going to have some money to play
1: with. You're talking 10 million. At that point, right?
0: It depends who they bring back in for Tarasenko. What they get, I mean, right. you would assume they're going to bring back in a guy who's going to help the team right away, which would mean salary, probably. I would, I would guess. So, I don't think they would try. Or and take they on trade for picks and
1: they sign a Giroux or something like that.
0: Maybe, maybe. Well, that's yeah. I don't know. They could do. All, they have all kinds of options, especially if Tarasenko leaves. Um, I think. Uh, Did Jr kind of hinted that you know? I don't know, I don't think he has said this, but I think he kind of hinted that uh, maybe things have changed with Tarasenko as far as what his thoughts are, or um,
2: yeah, oh, for sure. He he came out and said he thought that it was changed, like okay, you know, okay, that there's no the trade thing is distant memory at this point.
0: Well, I will say, I mean, what uh, I would. I would hope so. I I mean based on his performance I'd like to I'd like to think he would stay. Um
1: can can I just add and and I know it's going to sound like we're I'm just patting us on the back but this was something we said in the off season. There was a lot of people including former players that were coming out and saying guy requested a trade. You can't have that in the <laughs> locker room. You got to get rid of him. You got to trade him right away. Yeah. And and for us it was like normal situation yes i agree that usually it's like i got a problem with the coach I got a problem with my teammates this was a medical issue it was he had a problem with the blues doctors not they had a problem with his teammates not they had a problem with his coach far as we know not even a problem with his GM it was it was purely a medical issue so yeah. we all said at the time no they don't need to make a trade with him right now like People were saying, "Oh, Tarasenko holds all the cards." No, he doesn't. Remember, yeah, we said
0: on this show we said Armstrong holds all the cards. He's got yeah. two years left on his contract. He doesn't have to trade him at all. People are saying, yeah. "Oh, he has to trade him." No, he doesn't. Um, we can get a season. I see how he is now. It was it was risky. Now, if you had offers for him, decent offers, because you didn't know how he was going to play this season after the shoulder surgery. If you had offers, did you did you would you want to take them? But, uh, I mean, the offers that he had weren't to his liking, Didn't weren't enough, so we held on to him. And that, if you call it a gamble, uh, should pay off if they want to move him because Tarasenko's trade value in this offseason should be dramatically higher than it was last offseason because it looks like his shoulder should be okay, right? I mean, you never know, but... It looks really good compared to what it has the past couple of years, so I, I think I th- yeah, and I agree with you, Jeff. We we ta- we've talked about this a lot on this show, and it's it it it, it kind of stems back to the whole knee jerk bipolar um, small sample size uh, reaction that some fans have. They just they just they don't think big picture. They think in small chunks, and uh, they end up looking stupid later.
1: Can can I be honest though? It wasn't even fans. We heard people oh, in know. the know. We know. heard plenty of people it in was. the know that were saying that you got to move him right now. No, you Jamie don't. Ritter's. It's a different. Jamie... I I didn't want to say on... A name. <laughs> he's he,
0: he's <laughs> a big yes. boy. He, he can he can own what he said. He said it in the in the and you know what was interesting too is that uh, you heard uh, not journalists but like players or people in the know or supposedly in the know that they were coming out. And when it was thought that Tarasenko was gone, that he was going to be traded last off season, it was, he was all but gone. Wasn't going to be here. Um, it was interesting to see how people turned on him a little bit. They would say uh, things like, well, he's not quite the teammate that you think he is, or he's not, this or he He's really not going to score twenty this. goals
1: ever in the NHL again. Well,
0: that that's different. <laughs> that's performance based. I'm talking about like his attitude in the locker room, right? You know, right. wasn't the best, and I'm like, what? This has never been an issue before. Not really. Not that we've heard of. than any, any problem, mm-hmm. uh, but now all of a sudden people are coming out and hinting that was that was the case and I'm like, i think it was No, you know it was i heard it on bk and ferrario on their show rivers was mentioned hitting and stuff like that and i'm like what that's never been a thing and now that's gone <laughs> no that when it was gone when, when we thought he was gone then you heard the comments but now that he's here and oh the, those comments have went away it's just interesting how how things happen and, and how people will kind of turn and, and focus their uh, direction and comments on something else to you know ra- f- concentrate on the on the, on the franchise in the organization and uh, side with them over players that are leaving and, and kind of you know make excuses for or uh, side with uh, the franchise instead of the player uh, when they when they out when they traded away or whatever so it, it's interesting
1: uh, reports suggest uh, there will be no Team Europe or Team North America at the 2024 World Cup. Uh, I want to say if there's a typo here, we could say this is a quote from Let's Go Blues Radio, but uh, Bill (laughs) Daly, not Bill Day, said that the 2024 World Cup of Hockey will return to having a traditional field made up of individual countries. Uh, There is still a lot of talk on whether this will actually happen, but if a 2024 version of the tournament uh, does happen. Uh, the NHL and NHL Players Association uh, will have to basically meet to plan the event. Uh, that's again, nothing for sure, but um, right. hopefully it's something that'll happen. So I there was a lot of people who I saw like the sad emoji and it was actually funny. I guess there was still a Twitter account that uh, Team North America had. I guess it was you know run by somebody in the NHL. And they just said, our last goal in history. And it was, you know, the last goal they scored in the tournament. I thought that was kind of funny. But for me, it's like, that was actually my problem with the last World Cup. Was, I, if you're going to say this is the replacement for the Olympics, you have to have actual countries. You can't just have this gimmicky, Team Europe, Team North America. I love this. I say... If you're going to do it, go all the way out. You do preliminary with all the other different countries, you know, like a team. um, What hell? Where's Anze Kopitar from? Um, Slovenia. 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 Yeah. Have a team Slovenia. Have a team Denmark. Have a team. Have them face each other first to get maybe two or three seeds into the tournament. And then you have the World Cup of Hockey like the Olympics would have it. That's yeah. what I want. I I actually was not a fan of the Europe and North America teams.
0: I, I I'm all about the countries. Uh, I I I don't even care if it's a smaller tournament. Uh, I I uh, I'm Canada Cup, the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, that shit was great. Great, um, yeah. good, good hockey. Just fantastic hockey.
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I think it's on, I think it's on uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube have the, some of the Canada Cup
1: games. Um Russia I and mean, uh, Canada. Yeah. I think yeah. uh Jeff oh, Ponder boy. has one of those okay. games on his YouTube channel. Yeah. What's
0: the which uh which what year was it seven what year was it when uh there was a stick swing incident uh, with the referee and um and the team Canada player? Who was oh who was it? It was um uh, was it Esposito? I think it was Esposito, this one, 78, 76, 78. 78? I think it was 78. It was, I could be it wrong. It might've been 70 or 76. It was, but yeah, Esposito swung a stick at the official. What, didn't he? Or was it somebody else? I think it was somebody sounds
1: else. I think it was somebody else. Sounds like, it sounds like an Esposito Ken move. What's no out here? <laughs> I was going to say, Ken, come on. I know you're listening.
0: I think it was somebody <laughs> else, but man, if you can catch clips of that somewhere, um, yeah. man, that is, I mean, that's, if that happened now. Why? Well, I, I mean, that's you're you're getting suspended for a good chunk of games.
1: Oh yeah. Well,
0: six official. While um, you're while you're looking Gary that up Suter. Uh,
1: Gary Gary Well, Suter?
0: no, it, that's eighty-seven.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that uh, wasn't that was the candidate
0: seventy-two Cup. Summit Series. So seventy-two probably.
1: J.P. Parisi, was that who that was? Max dad. That's who Ken Morris has. 72 J. P. he says 72 jb parisi
0: okay
1: we'll take it on right. ken's authority i trust yeah,
0: him i mean that's uh and they do they, they have they have game eight game eight uh from yeah. the 72 summit how crazy is on, that on youtube <laughs> the entire game eight two game hours series that makes no sense <laughs> yeah well they had ties too they had yeah. ties uh and this yeah. was the deciding game right I think it was uh, Matt Harris says,
1: in my opinion, it's hard for me to root for a whole continent's worth of a team. Like I can feel yeah, pride true. in team USA. <laughs> Not sure right. I can feel pride yeah. in the entirety of North America. And like part of us, him. I remember, cause you know, like USA did okay and Canada did well, but like Canada won, I believe. But like, I remember thinking like, I guess I could root for team North America, but like, it's, it's just silly it's so like because right they had that team composed because it was Austin Matthews and Connor Mcdavid and like yeah. all the young stars and it was just like just put them on their country's teams like that's where they belong
0: I agree uh, it, it's it's a it's a national pride thing that, that comes right. into play I think and I and you don't have national pride for a
1: continent well right? and I also Not think really. like I also think the NHL did not plan on Team Europe making the final, so when Team Europe was there, I think that was kind of them going, "Oh shit, they're actually pretty fucking good." Oops.
0: I mean, you can't you can't go to a game and chant USA when you're you're North America, right? It's, what do you do? North N-A, America. N-A, N-A. North
1: America. <laughs> North
0: America. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, just good USA Canada. Sweden, Finland, you know, whatever, Russia.
1: Just go all out with countries, man. That's the way to do yeah, it. And, yeah, and no, I, 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 I and honestly, and that's something that I even said back then. Don't, I said, overthink, it. If Don't overthink it. If they're going to fuck with the Olympics and not do it, at least do a tournament that is, like, worth watching. And I just – it was still fun hockey. It was hockey in September, so how can you complain? But it was still, like – give me countries like i don't feel pride for team north america and i'm sure people team in Slovenia stars. did not give <laughs> a shit young about team europe <laughs> team youngstars yeah yeah don't, yeah, don't Slovakia overthink it. Slovakia didn't even have a team and it was like yeah. come on slovakia is a great hockey nation
0: yeah they they're overthinking if you're trying to do you know, continents you're overthinking stuff just just go countries and be done with it yep it, it worked. Well, it worked before. Don't don't mess with it.
1: Don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with what right. works. Don't fix what ain't broken. Uh, well, boys, uh, anything else for tonight's show? No.
0: <laughs> no. Hey,
1: sorry. No, not for not, <laughs>
0: not me. No, I don't think so. Um,
1: uh, welcome back, I did, Albert I, I'll just yeah, say that. Yeah, that,
0: that was, I mean, that's, that's fun. I, I did, I was talking to my daughter last night. But uh, she was saying that she had to uh, go and and do a write up on uh, at school about uh, her dad or a, a parent or something, and and she said, what kind of write about you? And I was like, well, I'm, uh, the uh, I'm the best host of Let's Go Blues Radio, <laughs> and she goes, oh no no, I said, and she goes, don't isn't that Bill?
2: Ah! Damn straight. So I that's
0: was like, amazing. "Oh, well played, well played, that's Zoe." That's
1: amazing. <laughs> now that's
2: that's what I always tell. Zoe, Zoe's my favorite of your kids.
1: Nice. <laughs> that's what I always tell Jessica. Whenever, uh, like, we'll be talking with my friends who listen to the show, and and the you know, like, crappy goalie or somebody will say, "Like, Jessica, haven't you ever? Uh, if, why have you never listened to Let's Go Blues Radio?" And I go, "Yeah, you got to hear." The hot takes from our best host, Bill Day, and she's like, she's like, you don't even admit that you're the best. And I go, but I'm not the best. Bill Day is the best. I,
0: what I said was the star. I said uh, the star of what was Radio and Joy. Goes, isn't that Bill?
2: <laughs>
1: that's that's what it was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was
0: like, ah, that was nice. Well played. I'm proud. Like it's, that's my daughter. It's true.
1: <laughs> it's giving true it to, to you. you. She gets yeah. it. Yeah, she knows what's up. Uh, support for let's go. Blues radio is brought to you in part by ID life. The world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin for more information. That's rockin that and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin that at gmail.com and telling him let's go. Blues radio sent you all that. I just got an order from rockin that So, uh, love their stuff keeps me awake during the day so thank you to them for that uh, also by center ice brewery which provides drinks brewed in our fair city and is available throughout the city and county at numerous grocery stores liquor stores and bars including an enterprise center visit centericebrewery.com to find a vendor vendor near you that's centericebrewery.com That will do it for episode 29 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks for those who participated in the live chat on YouTube and Facebook during the show. Cheers to all of you and cheers to our podcasting audience as well. For Kurt Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time everyone, let's Go blues! Let's go pee! Uh, let's go blues!
0: <laughs> let's go eight to ten weeks from McKinnon's wrist.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against sport at the War Memorial at eight. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off hosers
2: I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again.
1: Well,
0: there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St.
1: Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis
2: Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now oh, there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend.